This week's episode is brought to you by Band-Aids, the most trusted name in banning broken skin. Band-Aids, because you may be able to cover a cut, but nobody can cover salt. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. And we're here with our friend Justin. Hello. Uh, Um, so we're going to be talking about ban lists and restricted lists and Vanguard through the ages, like Quidditch. Um, what? <laughs> you don't? I can have other nerd stuff too. I mean, sure, but like, like Quidditch doesn't fit that well in this scenario. Well, no, there was a book called Quidditch Through the Ages, and oh fuck it. Okay, oh, you're trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, so I feel a little disconnected. I don't know. Well, Matt, this was your idea for the episode, so like you, uh, you kind of lead us. All right. So throughout the history of Vanguard, and this is going to be, we're going to talk a, a, quite a bit about Japan uh, rather than here, because they've been more free at restricting and banning stuff in Japan than they have here. Um, so I suppose we should start at the very beginning. So back in uh, ye olden days of Vanguard. 2012. Uh, that, the, ye olden days. Ah, uh, yes. Did that one set one hit? I think so. Or was it before that? Or it was a long time Late ago. 2011, early 2012. Because I remember being in my senior year of high school. Oh my god, that was four years ago. So, so back yeah. in back in BTO1, there was this triple R called Barkle. And it was a, so it was meant to be your starting Vanguard. And it uh, so it had the outright, it had the forerunner ability. And you could rest it to search for a future Night Lou or a Flogol and just call it to rearguard. Alright, that's pretty good, right? But and then three plus one for resting it. Yeah, it's pretty good. But then you can just You could counterblast Future Knight Lou, which was a double R trigger from the same set, had an ability where you could counterblast one, take a Flogal, Future Knight Lou, and Barkle and shove them into Soul and just ride Blaster Blade. From deck. From Straight deck. from deck. So, so you don't, it doesn't cost you any cards from hand. It's just a free superior ride. So going first, it's like I'm gonna ride something. Doesn't matter. Probably a AK vanilla back then, and then Marin, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, you rest your Barkle. You call a Future Knight Lou or a Flogel, whichever one you feel like. And the next turn, you just call the other one. And uh, well, even if you didn't ride a Grade Two, you now have a Grade Two. So you always had your Grade Two ride right on time for the cost of taking a trigger out of your deck. Two triggers. Two triggers out of your deck. Sure. Well, I mean that's not the worst thing, and it also gave you soul. For uh, sin- there was Soul Saver Dragon, which is like you said, yeah, five back then Soul was a lot more relevant than it is now because actually, uh, Mega Blast was also a thing back then. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. I actually really like when I first started playing Vanguard, I thought Soul Saver Dragon was such a sweet card because I'm just like, this card does everything, like, because like the whole game, you're just like MLBing your opponent, yeah. and then you just get to Soul Saver them and they die. Oh, right, it's like so sweet. <laughs> that was fairly easy to set up. Because you had Margal too, mm-hmm. and wow, yeah. So uh, eventually, so the only way to disrupt that was to play Kagura, and you and you had to run uh, Gatling Claw. It was probably the easiest way to do it, where you kill off their zero before uh, they. Can... Yeah, you had to be playing Kagura and going second. Yeah, so that's really hard to you know deal with a, a very consistent grade two ride. Especially at the time, since the card pool was, like, a lot smaller and lo- a lot less reactive compared to what it is now. Yeah. Yeah, the decks back then were typically, uh, like, it was Im- almost impossible to play a single clan. Um, so a lot of decks just looked like combinations of, like, Nova Grappler cards and Cargo cards with, like, Draconic Overlord, the OG Draconic Overlord on Rearguard. Oh, I remember this deck. This and is a fun deck. So his skill was you could counterblast three 
and it would get 5k, and whenever it, uh, whenever it hit a rear guard, it could just restand. So you'd just be like, I'm going to counterblast 3, I'm going to give 5k to my Traconical Lord, I'm going like, to attack your rear guard 24, and they're like, alright, I'm going to guard it, because I, you know, I don't want you restanding. And they would just play stand triggers. So they just stand their Draconic Overlord, and he just still has a skill. Because the Draconic Overlord ability is not limited to Vanguard Circle for some reason. No. Yeah. Not, oh, I mean, don't forget, you guys, he lost Twin Drive. It was super balanced. Oh, yeah. Dude, but losing Twin guard. Drive. Oh, <laughs> but it worked on your guard, though. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, my sarcasm passes through and notice. Um, no, I got it. It's okay. <laughs> no, I know you did. He did. That's so <laughs> so the, the real hit on this ban list was really about just stopping consistency. So yeah. they wanted you to play the correct number of grade twos. They wanted you to play the correct number of grade ones, correct number of grade threes. Which was what eleven or eleven uh, ish grade twos. Yeah, eleven ish. Yeah, but the gen- but basically take out all the inconsistency that you could re- or remove the ability to remove inconsistency. Or yeah. Something. So basically, with this, you could just run like eight grade twos and just never ever miss. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally no need for you to really prep anything because your starter lets you get full access to your deck. Right. And they wanted this to, um, they wanted to force people to play the ride chains, which is why the, the ride chains back then were like they were. Where oh yeah, ride chains, chains were. But then they started changing the ride chains and where they just searched out the grade two. So the one, this example, like blaster, ja- or blaster, um, javelin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what was the starter though? Oh, uh, full bow. Full bow, blaster, javelin, search for blaster, dark. Or Enigma Flow, Ride Enigma Ripple, Search for Enigma Wave. And uh, so that, that they wanted you to play that to have ride consistency. Or if you didn't play that, you sacrificed ride consistency. But Barco just kind of skipped the whole process altogether. Um, yeah. yeah. So th- was that the first thing they get banned ever? Or, uh-huh. okay, yeah. As your starter? Yeah, it was banned like everywhere like immediately. Yeah, that was the first one. And then the second one. Oh, buddy. Well, hang on. Well, the, to be fair, like Bushiroad instead... So, in other games where if you were to ban something, they make it so you just can't run it or you can run it at less quantities. Like Yu-Gi-Oh, they have semi-limited, which is uh, you can only run it at two. Mm-hmm. And then limited, which is one, and then banned completely. And whereas Bushiroad does kind of like acrobatics with this shit where you can do like, okay, you can run Barkle, but you can't run it as your starter. Well, well the useless. main reason why is because, again, going back to consistency. If we're... If Barkle... Because... Vanguard is unique in the fact that it has it always starts out with one card, one very specific card on the field. And for that card to have that much consistency built already into it is actually insane for the game. Yeah. I mean like it's just interesting because they do they do this with like other stuff which we'll get into in a bit. Um but yeah, you were about to segue us into the what? second Dan. Conroe Conroe. No, well, this is uh, the what's banned as a starter. Uh, yeah, as a starter. In Japan, uh, between this time period. So Con- Conroe ended up getting banned in uh, around set 12, 13, when the, uh, whenever Novell came out. Novell oh, was, yeah. I think, 10, 11? I can't remember. So- somewhere. Oh, no, it was an extra booster. Yeah, it was, it was an extra booster. booster. It was between, like, 11 and 10. Or 11 and 12, I think. Okay. Um, I'll have to go back to look. So that was quite a bit of time. I think, yeah. I think it was definitely after that, but that's fine. Uh, so, but we need to go back to what happened in Japan. So, in Japan, back in the early days of Vanguard, so this is you know up to uh, Breaker of Limits, uh, like up Set to six, big, right? Yeah, up to five and six. So five uh, had a Dote and MOB in it, and Draconic Overlord. The end is uh, one of the best cards ever printed. 
It was, a, <laughs> it was a grade three on hit, Counter Blast 2, Persona Blast, aka discard a copy of himself, and he restands. Doesn't lose Twin Drive, just gets back up, attacks again. And um, in Japan, people started playing a lot of the same decks all the time. So the only decks that they saw a lot were, well, Kagero playing Draconic Overlord at the end. Um, OTT playing Sukiyomi, like 12 crit and Silent Toms. And what's the other clan? MLB? Oh yeah, and Royal Paladin playing Majesty Lord Blaster. And there was just a lot of this. A lot, like tons of it. So Japan got really wanted to promote diversity in the game. I.e., they wanted to they wanted people to play literally anything else. So <laughs> break the three clan meta. Yeah. yeah. So what they did was like, all right, we're just gonna hit cards into these decks and people are gonna go to the other decks. So they hit they first hit uh I don't remember which in particular which order they hit them in, but they ended up hitting Dote to two, so you could still Persona Blast, assuming you had the only other copy in your deck. Uh, they hit Sukiyomi to one. Oh right, the, the grade, grade three one, or no, the grade, grade two one. No, the grade three. The grade three. Was it the grade three? Yeah. Yes. And then they hit MLB mm. to one. Well, like the, the what people would just end up doing is you run the Sukiyomi ride chain up to grade two, and you still have the the grade three, but you just run other stuff mm-hmm. like. CEO Amitra or something like that. Yeah. Um, but for MLB, it didn't matter because their starter, Wingle Brave, uh, when you hit with a blaster, you could just shove it into Soul and start trying to blaster. So you just get your MLB. I mean, the only way to get around that is to take it as damage, which must have been fun for you because any time you run like a tech, you just take it as damage. Yeah, but it's not a tech. It's a necessary card, so you just never take it on damage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but this is you we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you have, like, this magical propensity. To yeah, Matt played it, it would have been ugly. <laughs> it would have been MLB really goes to damage every game. Yeah. It's like, why is this happening? But um, they had a lot of other powerful backups. Um, Alfred himself was, like, very good. And, oh, yeah. uh, King of Knights, Alfred. Later, they got Exculpate the Blaster and, of course, uh, Soul Saver. Yeah, Soul so, Saver was still pretty good because, like, if you search for MLB... That was a free setup for Soul Saver because you had your one, your two, and then you go, okay, get MLB, and then on attack you shove the two blaster blade and dark into soul. There's your five soul for. Uh, and Wingle Braves and Soul too, so that's the six you need. That too. So it was it was pretty, uh, still still pretty good, and like the the whole idea of like a three meta, uh, you know, three clan meta is still. Kind of, sort of alive, you know, however many years later. Yeah. As sad as that is. Well, what happens is, like, some decks just become too good. And the real question is, how well are other decks able to fight these decks? And back then, like, if you weren't playing one of those three decks, like, it was just impossible to win. For the most part. Like, Kagura was so hard to fight if you weren't playing one of those decks. I mean, it's a little easier now, but still. I'd say a lot easier, but that's a discussion (laughs) for another time. True. Yeah, sometimes you stride and your opponent doesn't have a PG and the game's over. That's true. Yep. <laughs> or or your name or your name is Gabe and you double crit. <laughs> or I just, you just slip like, over crits. Uh, Easy. I, I found out Gabe doesn't listen to this podcast, so all of the references and like insults I have said about him, he's not listening to. So fuck you, Gabe. <laughs> this is this it's okay. Way, just talk more smack. No, this way <laughs> we'll really find out if he listens or not. Yeah, that's true. If you play with Cheergle Adelaide and you play Spike Brothers, you are not a real person. Okay, that's a good that's a good way to, to That's a good way to do it. 
Okay, anyway, so fast forward to, what is it, like BT-10 or something like that? Yeah, BT-10. We get Eradicator Draconic Descendant in Narakami. guard. Oh, yeah. man. And right. So what does this guard do? So, okay, I want to make sure I got this right. So Limit Break 4, after he attacks, if he doesn't hit, uh-huh. you can counterblast one, discard three Eradicators, and then he restands and get plus one critical. Yes. He also has another ability where you can counterblast an Eradicator to give him 5k. So feels, it feels like a waste, kind of. But. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so what ends up happening to this card? Uh, so, th- so this is kind of a strange card because in Japan the release order was a bit different. So in Japan they released the sets as they're numbered, so they released ten and they released eleven. But in order to avoid the Draconic Descendant meta, well, there's that, and then also uh, in set eleven there wasn't really anything that people were excited about. Yeah, there was. Uh, what was Draconic Descendant? There was. What? I thought Descendant was 10. Oh, yeah, sorry, said 10. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. In set 11, you had, like, Aqua Force. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and even then, it was, like, Transcore, which who are you going to use that with, Maelstrom? Yeah, there was nothing with Transcore at the time. Yeah. It wasn't until 12. 13. 13. Oh, 13, sorry. Tetra Drive. Anyway, so, yeah. So, there wasn't really much to get excited about. And, like, set 10, you had the introduction of Genesis. You had all these, like, all the new Liberator stuff. You had uh, Jewel Knights. Like, it was a really hyped set. So, they're like, well, set 11 isn't going to sell. If we release it in order. So they went 11 and then 10. So what that caused was, you know, us watching Japan's meta and people going, huh, maybe I should just let Descendant hit at four and hope I don't get the crit the first time. And so, like, the fear was gone by the time it got to the stage. Yeah. Um, So I think that was the first time there was, like, a split in Japanese versus U.S. ban lists. Right. And it was all just because Bushi Road won or released one before the other. I mean, money is money, right? Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> the Jakarta Descendant, uh, at the time in Japan, was very oppressive. Uh, it was just like, you know, you played, you know, 8-10 crit, and then you just have this Jakarta Descendant, and your opponent's like, do you want a guard? And you're, they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then you either die or you just get lucky. Yep. Yeah. And he had a, I think he had, he had a specific 11k booster also, if you wanted to play that, but... Oh. Yeah, so you can make it a twenty-two attack. That's fun. Yeah, Wait, but so people would never use it the first yeah. time. Seems rather condescending. I'll, I'll I hate leave. this guy. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Was there anything else from like that point on to Giera or? Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. There was um, Wizard Soldier Conro. Oh right, Conro got banned. That's why we were on Conro. Yeah. Oh god, I for- I forgot we started on that, and now we're on. No, yeah, so Conroe came next. So this was after. Yeah. This was definitely after. I'm pretty sure this was after Chaos Breaker at some point. Yes. So, Lizard Soldier Conroe is a is a forerunner that counterblast wand, sacrifice himself or retire him, and search your deck for any grade one Kagro unit or grade one or less Kagro unit. Oh man. Um, this was a really strong card. It was pretty much everyone's starter for the longest game. The fact that you just get perfect guards, AK grade ones, or anything like anything you need to be aggressive or defensive. Um, but it wasn't really a consistency thing, because if you, you couldn't really get it to get grade one ride, really, until Novell came out. And, uh, well, I'm not gonna list all of Novell's ridiculous effects, but there was a grade one, grade one 7k, that on play, you can discard the grade four Novell to search for any grade three Kagura. So, what you're saying is I can use that to search Dote? Yeah, you can use Dote. 
You know, it, gives, it goes back to the first point that uh, happened with Barkle. You have a lot of consistency on a forerunner, which is too really ridiculous again. Yeah. Especially in a deck that's in, as inconsistent as Novell, because Novell's a grade four in the deck. And that means that your the numbers for your the number spread for your grades is a little bit more skewed because of that. But then as long as you have the Novell in hand, you basically got your three for free. What were they thinking? I don't know, but this deck was far and away the best deck at this time. Yeah. So they, they again did a similar thing and banded it as your starter. Um, I think also they, they stuck, like after uh, Conroe and then also in BTO2, there was Mecha Trainer, which is the exact same effect, but for Spike Brothers. And after Conroe got the boot, people were like, well, aren't they going to do this to Mecha Trainer? No. No, because there's I'm no. I'm still salty about that. Well, there's no equivalent card. Uh, there's no equivalent like grade one consistency yeah. engine for Spike Brothers because they refuse to print good Spike Brothers cards. I mean, That's true. I, I love you, Mercalace, but what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's what happened to Conroe, and then um, I don't think there was anything else between that and G era. As G Sylvest. Okay, <laughs> all right. Epitome of knowledge. Sylvest was another grade four for great nature that had a thing on the card, like on the card effect itself that said this cannot be used in a deck after. I think, like, February 28th. September 21st, 2012. No, 2013. Is it? Yeah. Let's Which see. must be wrong. Whoops. Hang on. It says... February 28th, oh. 2013. Ooh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, except this was far from broken. It was, if it attacks Vanguard, if the number of Grey Nature rear guards you have is three or more, this gets plus 10k until the end of the battle. Dude, it's like the most fair card in the world. I know, and it still has Twin Drive. And the Novell had all that crazy shit. I'm like, okay, thanks. As yeah, so that was insane. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Giera. Okay, so I think the first thing that happened in Giera was uh, Jewel Knight Sword Me, which was oh, yeah. on call. You, It's a grade two. You counterblast one, and you search your deck for a grade one or less Jewel Knight. If you have a uh, counterblast a Jewel Knight card, grab a Jewel Knight from deck. So people are using this with Sanctuary Guard Dragon because you can just put Jewel Knight Traders in the deck, and that, that was like far too cr- like crazy consistent in the early game. You see a pattern here where if it's it, like, you know, early, consistent early game, and then that's too much. Yeah, Sword Me is pretty absurd. Like, yeah. the fact that it, when it can be played with just anything, like, it even said Jewel Knight in the card, so you kind of expected to need a Jewel Knight for this effect, because it just was cheaper than every other card that had this effect. Yeah. So, it, it, But it had no other restriction. Yeah. It was just like... Well, are you going to counterblast a Jewel Knight? I'm like, okay, I'll just throw triggers and some great ones, and that's mm-hmm. it. Well, and the Limit Breaking Able is already a Jewel Knight. Exactly. So... <laughs> Typically what people would do is go call Jewel Knight Swordman Counterblast, get the 7k booster for behind Swordman, so that's a 16 column, and your uh, Sanctuary Guard Dragon now has a limit break active. That's nuts. So what uh, Bushiro did was instead of, you know, banning Swordman or restricting Swordman, they had it so you cannot use it in a deck unless all of your grade 3 cards have Jewel Knight in the name, which is kind of awesome, actually, because... It doesn't screw over Jewel Knight players, but it, like, you know, gets rid of a problem that was plaguing the Met. Plaguing? Okay, yeah. I, know, I think Sanctuary Guard's arguably still a problem, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still... 
It, it did something, you know. Yeah. Well, the point is that it made Jewel Knights like it gave Jewel Knights what was supposed to be given to Jewel Knights. Yeah, and it made like a pretty clear definite like division as to what really should not be played. Oh, I need to make a comment. There was an extra restriction we missed. What? When G Era first came about to Japan, yeah, uh, Bushiroad made a special restriction to the Clan of Dimension Police. In Japan, when G first oh, when the G Era right. first hit, they restricted Laurel to one, fearing that it would be a problem with strides. I mean, I wasn't here for that. And to be fair. When in the if you look at what happened in the United States, like in the meta that Japan never got to experience, um, the you know metal heavy Duke and strides with Laurel was very good uh, prior G, prior to G Guardians. Yeah, it, it was I kind think of pretty good. Is a bit of an understatement. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I like putting down a perfect guard and hoping for the best is like the worst <laughs> feeling. Of going PG, and it's not even a PG, it's a maybe 50% <laughs> of the time G. Yeah, well, it or, also had something to do with the fact that the new perfect guards they were printing couldn't defend rear guards. Yeah, that's true. So, so you, you could stride, attack your rear guard for like 34, and your yeah. opponent's like, I don't want to drop like five cards to guard this guy, but if he doesn't, he's going to gain three cards, so I need to guard it, yeah. so it's better for me to guard it anyway. Yeah. So now, yeah. yeah. But the consistency was just like way too good because of Laurel. So that that was a bit of a problem, and then another problem that came up with G era was the era of infinite loops. Oh right! I, I, I did a little hand motion like in SpongeBob Imagination, infinite loops. Wow! Um, but not Glendius. <laughs> oh, world loop. Yeah, no, uh, not like that. So what happened was there uh, there were two cards. There was Cosmos Pixie Lizbeth of Neo Nectar, and especially Doctoroid Refros of Angel Feather. I hate this card so much. Me too. So the the thing that would uh, was annoying was that both uh, cards, if the deck was thin enough, had the propensity to go on literally forever um, because they would put themselves back in deck and they both had skills, you know, on call. So you would on call, you put them back in deck for the skill, and then you draw them again, then you call it again. Re- uh, Refros especially because on call you would counterblast, take two damage and refro shuffle it back in deck and draw a card so if you have like six cards left in deck chances are you're going to run into it um and the worst part was you could put counterblasted damage back so you were unflipping while you were doing this and like it was crazy um so what bushira did was they restricted it to one copy um in japan they did it to lizbeth but in the u.s they just touched refros so in Japan, uh, Refros and Lizbeth are one, and then in the U.S. it's just Refros. And I'm wondering why. Um, in Japan, uh, people did play this Neonector deck, and the Neonector deck was v- took a very long time to operate. Oh, like, yeah. it would, like the whole point of the Neonector deck was to stall the time and then put your opponent ahead on damage. Oh, so you just win by damage and not by... Right. right. So this is really silly because it makes tournaments go on forever. Yeah. So they just hit these cards to make tournaments not go on forever. The Angel Feather card could have the same problem. Yeah, I don't think they cared so much about the fact that, like, your Broken Hearts are making your Vanguard in, like, the 70s, 80s, K. They they just care that it took a long time. Yeah. Right? Because Vanguard is already kind of, like, 
pushing tournament like the the way Bushroad wants the tournaments to go, they want the tournaments to be really fast and end before dark, which means you can't have them go on for forever. Like, and that's why they don't want to do best of threes is because that's going to make the tournament go on to like very late. I guess so. And well, I mean, that's just how tournaments are, unfortunately. I guess so. Yeah. And this is something that just consistently went over time. Yeah. And there was like this is this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So even after the like even after the ban, um. Like, you know, nectar decks are so slow in general. Well, yeah, because it's mostly people... It's people trying to do math. (sighs) Math is easy. But now you can use dice, so that's wonderful. You're a math major. Of course it's easy. (laughs) What? There's there's just efficient ways of counting. Yeah. Math is hard. One plus one plus one is much slower than three plus three plus three. (laughs) That's true. Or, or, like, I, I think another thing that people do that takes a while is they'll go... All right, uh, if they're chaining stuff together, they're like, all right, on call plus two plus two, on call plus two plus two. Wait, how many was that? It would just be... Oh, no, that was definitely ten. It's just easier to go by totals, where you go, uh, like, stuff in damage plus two plus two, another one in damage plus four plus four, another one plus six plus six. Instead of going plus two plus two plus two plus two plus two plus two, how many was that? Having to recount for practice partners was not the most uh, effective use of my practice time. Let's say that. (laughs) <laughs> what, wait, who, who are you talking about in particular? Uh, it used to be uh, when a friend of mine uh, used to play Angel Feather. Uh, he doesn't play the deck anymore. I think he's moved on to uh, OTT right now. But yeah, he used to play uh, Gabrielle. And whenever he would send something in deck, uh, before Refros was banned, he would be like, Refros, send two things back, and this is plus two plus two, and then send... Uh, oh, look, another Refros. Uh, send this back. This is plus two, plus two. And then there's another plus two. And then there's another plus two. And just like, how many plus twos are we at now? Yeah. Uh, 10. 11? Yeah. Clearly, we're at plus 11. What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it, it's just so just these individual cards, basically. And the inability to do math. Or, like, be consistent with math. You know what's really funny is that we're infinitely talking about the fact that infinite loops were a thing. Irony is fun. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it called? Who's next on the list? Okay. I wish they could see my facial expressions, because uh, they're really necessary sometimes. One of these weeks, I'm just going to put, like, one of, your, one of your, like, fuck you faces as the, like, thumbnail instead of the, the Nexus at Night logo. <laughs> it's going to be great. Maybe April Fool's Day. We'll see how it goes. Um, okay, I think the next one was Flash Ripple Odysseus. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, Odysseus is uh, uh, part of the infamous uh, Grade 2 ru- uh, Ripple Rush from Aquaforce. Um, and he allowed you to basically, I think on call, you put, uh, you call it, or you write a grade two from deck and then you took it. Right, I got you, I got you, I got you. Just I got do you. it, do it. Okay. Search your deck for up to one card with Ripple in its card name with the same grade as your Vanguard. Write it as Stan and shuffle your deck. If you rode, choose up to one card not named Flash Ripple Odysseus from your soul with the same na- same grade as your Vanguard, call it to Rear Guard, and that unit gets plus 2k. And this is an act ability with like a really simple cost. Choose one of your other Rear Guards and slide it to soul. This is pretty nuts. Yeah, so this allowed you to swarm and thin your deck 
all on grade two, which means that a lot of decks couldn't stride. Um, so th this was most apparent when there was like a final, like a final match either in nationals or worlds of some country if it's nationals, but um, relatively, uh, relatively large tournaments. Yes, relatively large tournaments somewhere where the guy uh, on with ripples just killed the dimension. He was playing against dimension police. Killed the Dimension Police guy fairly quickly because he wasn't riding grade three, which means all of these uh, GB and Legion skills couldn't activate. Um, and this is before like the GR realized that you don't necessarily have to go to three to win. Like when they were printing out, this is like super early, and this is like not super early, but this is before Seabreeze was like even announced. Well, the, so it was a ridiculous problem. Seabreeze. Was that? This is what caused Seabreeze. Oh, yeah, this is what caused Seabreeze. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they did that, and then uh, Bushiro was like, we got to fix this because we want people to stride. That's, like, the what we want the game to be. So they, they printed this grade one called Twitter Run, which you can rest and then put it in G-Zone so you can have all your GB stills active, but that took too long. So they printed, you know, uh, Air Element Seabreeze, where you can counterblast to discard a card if they hadn't ridden the turn before. And then, you know, stride, like, superior stride, I guess you would call it. And then that way you have all your GB skills active in that turn and the turn after. Um, so, you know, how, however many months later than that, the the meta has evolved to get around stride again with this, uh, with this like, Grand Blue Seven Seas rush. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Man. This deck's a thing. This deck is nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they limited Odysseus to two in the wake of that uh, uh, thing. I forgot to mention that. So that was fine, I guess. So you could still like do that combo, but it wasn't as broken or consistent as it used to be. Right. And again, consistency is, the, actually... consistency is the big issue here. Again, it's a topic that's going to come up a lot. They don't want these kind of ridiculous things to be consistent. They still want you to do them, but just not consistently. Give flavor to the game or something. Give flavor. I like that. So, yeah, that was the uh, that was the time. And I think, think that's, that's the last, and there's, there's only one left. There is and, one. There is one left, and it's in Japan. And this one is actually a very large problem in the current meta. Man, this card's good. This card's insane, dude. TikTok worker. Ugh. Oh man. Why don't you guys explain it? Do you want to or me? Yeah, yeah. Right, one of you guys, yeah. All right. Uh, so, auto time leap. At the end of the battle that your other rearguard attacked, you may pay cost. Time leap this unit. Why? Why is it other rearguard? Why? Well, what's the cost? Slide into soul. Oh, slide into soul. That's right. it. But why is it, why is it other rearguard? Like, why does, why can't it have to, like, boost or something? Why can it... What, why is it just whenever? Oh, let me... let me. I think I might have said it wrong earlier. It's timely that unit. When other, whenever oh, yeah. your other regard attacks, slide this assault, timely that unit. Yeah, that actually so works. it basically is an onboard free timely. Yep. So more attacks, super crazy. People are running this as their starter and as, you know, like as a two of. Mm -hmm. So now what they did was you can't use it as your starter anymore. In, in Japan, only in Japan. In Japan, in addition, you can all you can only use it as a one of in the deck. 
because uh, even then there's still a consistent way to search it out via Melum. Because you would go attack with Melum, put her back, get get it as a you know get it from deck, and then you slide into Soul and do that again. And then you can Soul Blast it out with other skills and use like Aluru or what or Takeaway Dragon to put it back in deck and search it out again. It's crazy. Um, now imagine four of these. And so we have Cancer Chronicle. Yes. Yeah, I don't think the time leak mechanic is inherently broken, but I think effects that activate at the end uh, when other rear guards do something are really, really absurd. And I, I don't know, it, it kind of shocks me that this card somehow made it through development, but uh, this, card is, this card is completely ridiculous. I think it was trying to get under the radar, because what they want people to use is Chronodron. Right. And then... It, what's funny is that like that's what people used in the U.S. for the longest time, and then people in Japan are like, "Oh, this thing's broken," so they just start using that. And then for some reason, a lot of U.S. players are like, "Well, no, because Chrono Drum, because free Chrono Jet." But <laughs> but killing your and opponent. then and yeah. then they realized, and, and then people have started to realize it. So now it's you can still use as many TikTok workers as you want. Go abuse it while you still can. Yeah, but I'm, I think that's—I think it's because Boucherud likes to wait till the end of a tournament season to ban or limit stuff, unless it, unless it's an emergency, which I don't know how this constitutes as not an emergency. But well, I mean, emergency bans set a bad precedent, in what as sense? in uh, as in the sense that they can just ban stuff whenever they want, and so we're living constantly in fear that they might ban something. I think that's a really bad precedent for the game. I guess so. And so I'm I'm glad that. Uh, if if they are just showing restraint and waiting till after worlds to do so, I think that's really good. I don't think there's just banning stuff because everyone hates it is not. I mean, that's a good reason, but it's not good timing, and it makes uh-huh. people it makes people ki- constantly worried about when or what cards might get banned. It's not good timing. <laughs> but uh, uh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> But but I I'm glad that there's a lot of restraint on restricting this card until after this tournament season. And the, the other thing they could be doing is like from a financial standpoint, especially since uh, the extra booster and um, the new deck just came out. Mm-hmm. The ban TikTok right now would like put a pretty large damper on like the hype for the set, right? I because everybody wants to play the OP thing right now. Yeah, in Japan they ended up hitting TikTok. Prior to the set, but after the tournament season. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, another thing that Bushiro does that I kind of like is they have something like a to-be-considered list, which is basically like, watch your ass, this could be on the ban list next. So as of right now, they have uh, Sanctuary Guard Regali, uh, which is the stride for Sanctuary Guard, Nurse of Broken Heart, Battle Cupid, No Seal, which are... Uh, both really, you know, crucial cards in Angel Feather. Commander Laurel, as you Hello. said before. Mm-hmm. Steam Battler Urwatar, which is a stand trigger that when put in bind zone, you can uh, put him back in deck, draw two, and then shuffle something back in. So he, you know, he, he's a time leap target where you time leap him, get your grade one, and then you also get a draw off it. And then also a title assault for Aqua Force. That kind of sucks if they do decide to touch it. Oftentimes this doesn't see, seem to lead anywhere because I think the people who... Uh, Actually, no, no, nobody cares. But <laughs> knowing that these cards could be on the chopping block next is still a good idea, I think. Versus in like something like Yu-Gi-Oh, where every you know, what is it, six months or five? Less months? than that, really. Every four months, whenever they feel like it, basically. When, whenever they feel like it, they just go, "All right, some decks are dead, some decks are alive now," because screw you. Yeah, there was a situation yeah. like last January where there was this really absurd deck called a Pendulum Performer Pals. 
Ooh, I remember that. Shirt. And uh, it was basically just crushing every tournament in the entire world. And then they had an adjusted list, like an emergency ban list to hit cards in the deck. Yeah. And everyone was just like, well, what? Are they going to do this again? Like, is this... Like, you know, it puts a lot of, like, uncertainty. Of, like, game, what could be happening. Yeah, yes. in a game that already has, like, a fair bit of uncertainty, I, I feel. Yeah. Um, so, it, it seems like... Uh, Vanguard has a more positive effect of what could happen to a deck where, like, oh, new support can now break it, versus in Yu-Gi-Oh! it seems negative, where, like, my deck could get uh, killed at any moment. Does that make any sense? Mm. Yeah. I think just... Well, the way Yu-Gi-Oh! is structured is, um, old, they, they want to make old cards relevant, but in doing so, it can might make them too good. Yeah. Or, like, old cards that didn't do anything before become really absurd, i.e. Vanity's Emptiness. Um, and it's just, like, the way the game is evolving, like, makes d- different cards better. But Vanguard is, um, I think, just the direction it's headed just doesn't benefit old cards that well. So it's less likely that that, that matters. I mean, they still do, like, support for old cards, but sometimes it's not enough. I mean, like, mm-hmm. this, like it, Ripples are probably the last good example of something taking over the meta or, like, being competitive in the meta. Yeah. I can't really think mm. of any other... Yeah, I can see that. Well, actually, I, I guess uh, Jewel Knights is another good one, because Sword Me came with GBT-01, and then, you know, all of a sudden took the world by storm. Um, that is still ridiculously popular. Yeah, Kagura's, Car- like, pretty hard yeah. to play right now, though. Like, Dragon Empire is just, like... All the clans in there are pretty poorly positioned at the current moment. Except for Tachikaze, you seem to be doing well. <laughs> oh yeah, Tachikaze is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Arakami seems to have potential, but... Potential. Yeah. But but man, their cards are pretty medium. Yeah. Maybe medium minus. <laughs> I think I think what... Um, well, okay, so because there are a lot of decks that either kind of don't care about being retired or uh, have resistant, like, you know, resist units or something like that, uh, it's harder to for Kagro to have like a place in the meta. Titan was a good uh, check to it where you can go, okay, you have a disappearing field, I, I get a free crit. Um, but now it's kind of disappeared for for now, which has now caused Link Joker to be incredibly popular because Link Joker has a really hard time against decks that retire, i.e. Kagro. You know what I really didn't expect? What? Link Joker to actually be like, not restricted in any way, shape, or form. Because the lock mechanic in and of itself is ridiculously powerful. That's but then, the good thing is that Bushiroad somehow managed to balance it out, and there's not a single card on the ban list, or even considered list, from Link Joker. Like, I think the Link Joker deck is very good, but it's definitely not as oppressive as Gear Chronicle, and I think the Grade 1 Rush will be. Yeah. Um, like, I think the... Chaos Breaker deck is reasonably Good. fair. Well, the thing with Chaos Breaker is that if you can outlast those two Chaos Universe turns, you pretty much have it in the bag. Um, like, also, Pale Moon has the easiest time with it. For real. Because, like, versus... Uh, I, I think Messiah is the better deck if you have Freeze Ray, because that allows you to have a defensive aspect of, like, oh, you're going to start piling up your offenses? I'm shutting that down. So I can take a damage. And then, on the other hand, you can go, okay, well, none of my Messiah have a heart restriction. It's just my rear guards do, so I can stride into Amnesty, stride into Exilus, stride into Flagellate. And then I still get all my offensive uh, 
benefits and have defensive benefits too. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're definitely, like, especially in California. California is a very uh, link joker heavy meta. I don't know why. Because you don't get to let your opponent do anything. Oh, right. And Californians are uh, all about controlling people? I don't know. I don't... Okay. Um, Well, I mean, fun is zero sum. So, like, in order to have more fun, you need to siphon it from your opponent. (laughs) So Link Joker is really good at doing that. Yeah, that's true. What, um... If if you guys were to, like, restrict or ban stuff, what do you you think needs to go? TikTok worker. TikTok worker is already... Number one. Is gonna happen. It's basically already gone. (laughs) All right. Um, Like... I don't care if it's petty as hell. I just want to know. Hmm. Justin, you got one? I'm going to take one from the to, consi- to be considered list. Okay. And I'll think of another one like after mention, uh, explaining this one. Okay. But I think Laurel. Laurel. <laughs> For a lot of good reasons. And Matt and Atlas know this, like, know the exact reason why. Why? Why? Oh please! Don't, <laughs> no, no, don't don't try and dodge the question. You know exactly why. So back when I was first starting to learn Vanguard, uh, I played a lot of OTT, like Sukiyomi OTT. But then I couldn't really get around the fact that Laurel was constantly slamming into me with like these random big, um, Re- really big numbers, and then uh, re-standing, and then slamming into me for really big numbers again, with more guard restriction. So, yeah, I have, like, a bit of a personal vendetta against Laurel. <laughs> I mean, okay, so... Matt, and it's all caused by Matt, actually. I mean, that seems about right. And then, Matt, you had to... We have, like, an interesting discussion about this, uh, where, where you said that Laurel is preventing Dimension Police from having better cards because everything combos with Laurel. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, this is kind of an interesting point that uh, somehow, some way, while Laurel is an amazing card, and I think the card is just really, really great, and I think it's kind of, kind of one, one, of the, one of the best cards in the clan, uh, it is definitely holding back, like, strong Dimension Police cards. And I thought about this after set 6, I believe it was, that had all the Dimension Police, the poor Dimension Police. What was it? Set 7. Set 7, my boy. Uh, set 7 that had, like, a bunch of cosmic hero support that was just all really poor. Yeah. Um, like, Grand Volver is, like, a pretty good card, but the support... All the other cards in the set are basically really bad. Yeah. And, uh, like, I think you can buy Excalibur for $5 or something. I think it's, like, a $5 triple R. That's sad. Yeah. Um, so, but I think, uh, if Laurel didn't exist, they'd be much more willing to print kind of cool strides for Dimension Police. Or even just better rear guards. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it, it's like more design that. space that they really cut themselves off of. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Dimension Police is in a position right now where banning Laurel is a good thing. Hmm. Yeah, like definitely. Dimension Police, I think is one of the weakest clans in the game. Yeah, that's true. What they need, what they would need to do is ban Laurel, but have some like really crazy shit on deck. Uh huh. Like be like ban Laurel, everyone loses their shit. Oh look, set eleven, check it out. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be really funny if like whatever that Laurel GR is needs to retire Laurel or something. Ooh, ooh, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I really don't think that's how it would be. Oh, buddy, it's so funny. <laughs> I want to see the price of Laurel just go to infinite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sad. Um, let's see. And then, I don't, I don't know who, what I would do necessarily. Um, aside from TikTok, that one's obvious. I think I would want to see... Uh, see... 
I don't know. I, I don't have much salt in my heart. <laughs> well, uh, I have but, one. But I want to see this at least restricted. But Nurse of Broken Heart. Yeah. And to two of. Yeah, it's just well, this card's a freaking common. Like yeah. nothing's gonna happen to the price of this card, whether it's restricted or not, because it's a common. Yeah. But like Thank God. This card right? is just so obnoxious. Like Cause why? Because it works both offensively and defensively. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. oh, this card is ridiculous. Like, I don't think no steal is the problem. I think Nurse of Broken Heart is the problem. Mm. I can see that. And if you're playing a clan that doesn't have a way to just pop this thing, you're just, like, doomed to let it do whatever it wants. The worst part is if they put it in back row. They're like, I'm not touching this. That sucks. Yeah. They're like, if I'm playing Pale Moon, I'm like, I have literally no way to touch this thing except for the Harry Stride. And they got to have no feel beforehand because they choose. Mm-hmm. Great. Um... But I think Kagero being better could really help this metagame. Yeah. But I don't know when that's going to happen. I can't Make Kagero great again. Why am I rooting for Kagero? That's a weird feeling. Kagero's <laughs> a cool clan. I or guess. a hot clan. All right. You know what? <laughs> oh, we're even. We're even. Puns. We're even. Um, hmm. I would say, like, I don't really know what you would need to do to seven seas to like stop seven seas rush. Probably the best thing I could think of is neuter gear chronicle, because seven seas isn't cancer. Gears is cancer. Seven seas is chemotherapy. I think uh, there just needs to be more decks in the metagame that aren't focused on striding. I think that's the the, the correct. Like, you can fight the grade one rush by playing ten k vanillas. And so if enough people are playing 10k Vanillas and have stuff to do that doesn't need stride, yeah. then it, the deck's going to fall into the metagame. Or like or like have a break ride as a backup or fucking something. Like, but in order to fight Gear Chronicle, you need to be... Yeah. You need to do something with strides. Yeah. So. Cancer Chronicle. Or like, just be grade one rush. They, they, they went... Like literally... This is basically like... Vanguard right now is the Terminator future where like shit went too far, too fast. <laughs> And uh, Grade 1 Seven Seas Rush is the John Connor of... I feel, I, I feel like I had that better prepared in my head, and then it just kind of fell off. Oh, well. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, now's a good time to dig out your 10k Vanillas for whatever archetype or clan you have me working with, because uh, they are incredibly relevant. I also see people running 8k Vanillas. Yes. Um, also, now what's interesting is that this is causing draw triggers to be relevant again, because... Uh, a lot of, like, seven, uh, what is it, Bushi started printing stand triggers with good effects to encourage people to run stand triggers. But they're all GB1. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. So people started doing that because now a lot of clans have good draw power, too. But again, that's all GB1. So now it's going in the other direction where people are starting to run draw triggers just in the deck because if you take a draw trigger on damage, that's probably the best thing you can get in the early game. So now, now it's like the complete opposite effect of what they were, you know, wishing to do. Like I, I run draw triggers in three of my decks: Great Nature, Pale Moon, and uh, Aqua Force. <clears throat> so, well, it's not all bad. Yeah, actually, if you want to find out more about this, uh, this effect and how we feel about stand triggers, episode thirteen: the stance on stand triggers. Go check it out. Matt ranch for like at least ten minutes at a time. It's great. <laughs> Long live draw triggers. Yeah. Um, hmm. Because having like having this back and forth kind of meta is, or not really meta is, like I'd say it's healthy for the game because then you have sometimes 
a sand meta or sometimes a draw meta, just like how we are having, um, like Matt just mentioned, we have 10k's, 10k vanillas coming back into the meta, and sometimes 8k vanillas coming back into the meta, at which point, when the meta is filled with them, then it becomes more reason or better to run a star deck or a legion deck, as opposed to like these grade run or anti grade one, grade two rush decks. Yeah. Well, like that's what Seabreeze was for. It, it, it was a it was a combat to grade two rush decks, and then people are like, "Well, I can stop running Seabreeze because people aren't doing that anymore." Exactly. And then and then now, by contrast, people are like, "Okay, well, that, that's not a problem, but grade one rush is now." And then I guarantee you, Bushiroad's going to print something, anything to uh, deal with. Well, this. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I have no idea what it would be. Like, it's really hard yeah. for me to... Okay, here's what I'm guessing. It is a Cray Elemental G-Guard. No, no, no. It's definitely not a Cray Elemental. It, if your grade one opponent... If your opponent's grade one unit attacks, you can discard any trigger. I don't know. How crazy would that be, though? I don't know. Like, is it going to make my opponent ride grade two? Like, what's it going to do? I don't know. End your opponent's turn. No. Sure, why not? That's a, that's some that's, like, that's some gear chronicle stuff right there. Yeah. Dude, seriously, why did Bushy run print, print something like that? I'm surprised that there's no gear chronicle G guard that just ends your opponent's turn yet. I mean, they have one that repeats your turn. It's just really. Hard. I remember we were discussing this. It was just like, why did gear chronicle not just like have a end your opponent's turn or skip your opponent's turn kind of mechanic? Well, they do. They have mystery. Oh, besides to... the the the. the Whatever dragon it was. Yeah, you, you reveal top four, and if they're all different grades, you could take you skip your opponent's next turn, or take another turn after this one, or however it's Yeah, you, you, you play the... Take a second turn, I think. Take a second turn. And then, but you have to counter last four if you pull that off successfully. Yeah. Um, Mega Blast. Yeah. I, I think um, the only way to do that is if they make Demiurge consistent. That'd be so funny. <laughs> So you would have to demiurge and then like correctly predict how many because you put the top twelve in order. So you'd have to go. All right. Well, you set up the trigger, set up your draw, and then just don't take damage. Yeah, that's and then you would have to go mystery flare next turn, and then you have triple drive, and then the thing. And then you're like, I don't care about the rest. I'm gonna kill you. Like just too much setup. Uh, um, let's see. How do you think uh, the the ban list of or like the banning system of Bushiro compares to like other games? Like Matt, you play Magic. What like? Uh, Magic ban system is very minimal. You try to not hit things as like very often at all. Well, because you have formats, right? So you just go right. Yeah, yeah. And in older formats, there are more banned cards. The card pool's bigger. More cards. There's more. It's more likely for cards to kind of go off the rails. And uh, but and then there's the really old format. Like there's a format called Vintage where they just let everyone play one of all the broken cards. Because there are tutors and stuff to like make it more consistent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in standard, the most played format for Magic, there's just generally very few bannings. Yeah. And uh, I like that system a lot. I like the rotation helps keep power power creep down, and uh, like Pokemon has rotation also. I'm actually wondering if like Vanguard would probably benefit from a rotation system if you had Limit Break era, if you had Legion era, and if you had uh, G like G you know G era. Yeah, it's, it's it's impossible to regulate this kind of stuff, though. What do you mean? Like, you have to would set up half just time periods of what cards you can play. Like, is it is Legionnaire going to play clay cards up to BT-17 and prior? Like, Yeah, exactly. Exactly? Exactly. Interesting. And then, But I feel like yeah. then well, I don't want to play against Revenger Abyss all the time. I guess so. Then, so don't, like, then, don't, then don't play that format. Play a different one. Right, right. But, 
I, I feel like G-Regulation era and then just, like, standard <laughs> would probably do pretty well. Um, assuming they made that, like, if they did, like, a tournament circuit of G-Regulation. But, well, they are kind of trying to push it, but it's... It's just not popular enough. Well, yeah, so many cards that people really are attached to. Well, yeah, because they have to force it. They're not going to go like, hey, uh, they're like, if there's a law against shooting someone, you're not going to go, hey, we'd really appreciate it if you didn't shoot that guy in the face. You know, but they're still going to do it because, it, it, like, you know. Well, there's even well, it's not really the same because people can just stop playing the game. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Which they just can't risk. True. So it's it's not it's, it's kind of a false equivalence, unfortunately. Card games are like that. Got to consistently get that money in from players who are still in the base. True. They they should just have like Jewish moms at all the Bushiro tournaments. Oh oh, you're gonna you're gonna play the broken cards from GBTO or from you know BTO three. Fine, you're breaking my heart or something. That's not gonna go for <laughs> card game players, dude. But I won't. Card players are like but, stone bloody killers. But, we don't give a shit. Jimmy next door is playing the broken cards. And I need to beat Jimmy. Yeah. Who the hell's Jimmy? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter who Jimmy is. Huh? Outside of the story. Uh, I don't know. It's good to have you back, Justin. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Do, do you guys have any other thoughts about this? I'm kind of... I'm out of steam for the most part. Um, no, I, I think... Uh, in I think... Basically, the idea that... Why Butcher would ban cards is consistency... And that's kind of the overarching theme that's been through all these bannings is that they want to hurt consistency first, but but they still want you to play the cards. And only when cards become kind of too absurd, like Barkal, Wizard Soldier, Conroe, then they have to do something about it. Yeah. But that is not their intention at all. So hmm. I think Boucherode's like design team really has the best intentions at all times when they produce things. It's just that whenever they print something that is suddenly outside of their scope. It just it takes them for a giant loop. Uh, best thing I can think of is uh, the stand, the Revelation Stand Trigger and Wiseman. They did not think. Oh, that the Wiseman loop. Oh yeah. They did not think that one through. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't, didn't realize, realize that because the card, because the card, the Wiseman is just like it was a. It's a great three ten k. So a lot of the times it just falls off the radar. A lot of people. I don't even when I'm building decks. I don't even bother looking at great three ten k's. Yeah. And for some reason, this card is insanely good, or is a staple in every single Revelation deck now. Yeah, well, actually, now the, the, it started to fall off the map just because Hetero Round has completely just killed it. Because now, because you have the Cancer Chronicle in addition to having its own Denial Griffin. Mm. So, like, that, that just completely neutered the Wiseman loop. Um, the but, in other, but in every other matchup, it's still... It's still Ridiculous. Yeah, but I, I do think this what, card would be very made a lot weaker if Kagura was a good deck in the format. Yeah, and a lot true. of these kind of combo heavy cards would be made weaker if Kagura was a good deck. Yeah, I mean, there's also well, Grand Blue is very popular too, and they have their own pseudo Denial Griffin as well. Yeah, but it's kind of us too. Yeah, you have that's to, true. You have to count us one for the for G guard, and then G-Guard. one for and then one for yeah. Cannoneer. Well, I mean, they have, they have an easy way to unflip. Sure. So. I'm just saying that like there are enough checks to it where it's kind of fallen off the map now. But yeah, I mean, since I'm trying Chronicle... really hard in order to link like the coming of Gear Chronicle to um, the Avatar opening, what? and how Kagero has to come back in order to save the world. Look, we're not we're not going to sit around sit around 
on this podcast spouting memes. Dude, uh, clearly. Long ago, no, the clans oh lived together. <laughs> then everything changed when the Deer Chronicle attacked. But that's not even true. <laughs> only, only Kagura, the most broken deck of all, could sa- uh, could save us. But when the world needed it most, it van- okay, I'll stop now. How is Kagura not the Fire Nation? I don't understand. Dude, the Fire Nation sucks. It's okay. Dude, I, I don't care how, how like stupid that meme is. I love Avatar. I love Legend of Korra. It is a great show. Off topic. I like Azula. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> anyway, I think that does it. I guess so, yeah. So until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. And I'm Justin. And have a good night, everyone. take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast uh i also recommend sharing it with your friends family anybody who likes vanguard uh you can find us on soundcloud or on your podcast app that little purple thing that goes in the folder the of the stuff you can't delete like stocks who uses stocks anyway you can also tweet me atlas novak so at a-t-l-a-s-n-o-v-a-c-k you can also tweet at nexus at night n-e-x-u-s-a-t-n-i-g-h-t or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.